Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 373. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here with our special guest of the week, Hillary Johnson. Hillary, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Kelly. Excited to have you here and excited to reconnect again because I had the opportunity to be on your show a little while back. Yeah, absolutely. It's so fun. It is. It is. Well, let me tell our listeners a little bit about you for those that are not part of your tribe already. Hillary is the founder of Hatch Tribe, which is an organization that's devoted to cultivating and connecting kick-ass women entrepreneurs. Born from her own experience navigating the complexities of owning a business, Hatch Tribe aims to help women entrepreneurs launch and grow powerful purposeful and profitable businesses while creating a community that thrives on the idea of being better together. Her passion is in helping entrepreneurs translate their great ideas into actionable plans and results. As a coach and mentor, she's worked with businesses through every stage of the journey from startup to the launch to evolving a well-established enterprise. She's the author of A Girl's Guide to Surviving the Startup with Your Mind, Body, and Soul Intact and the host of The Art of Doing Podcast. Hillary, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, you know, right off out of the gate in your bio here, you talk about uh, the complexities of owning a business. And you also talk about, um, you know, in your book, obviously, doing it with keeping your Mm -hmm. mind, body, and soul intact. Two things that I think are shockingly overwhelming and surprising that no one tells you before you start a business. Um, So I feel like you're really providing meaningful support to, you know, women out there in the world with what you're doing here. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what kind of spurred you to take action on actually wanting to create this platform around these areas of support for people. Yeah, of course. You know, it's, you don't know what you don't know until you're right in the middle of it. And I think that was my experience as, you know, I left a corporate job and started my very first business and I had been really good in my corporate job. You know, I was getting promotions every year or two years and, you know, rising successfully through an organization. And I understood that system very, very well. I knew how to navigate it. And then I launched a business and it was like, oh, oh, whoa. There's so much I don't know. And, you know, it was a real blow to the ego on one hand, because I'm like, wow, I really, I don't know how to navigate this very well. And, and, the, and there's two things that I think happen. One, there's all these practical things you don't really understand about running your business. And, and the example I use frequently is figuring out how to run your books. And if you're using a tool like QuickBooks, I mean, that alone can be daunting. Mm-hmm. And there's, of course, dozens of other examples of things practically that are hard when you start a business. And the other side of it is the mindset and really stepping into a place of saying, you know what, I can do this. I'm going to be successful and figuring out how to get there. And I wanted to help other entrepreneurs get through that hump because the first couple of years are incredibly complex and you're learning a lot and it's just hard. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And your description of your experience resonates so much with me. I mean, obviously you had me on the show and we talked a little bit about it. Like when I I made that transition, it is shocking how all of the things that applied and made you so successful in the past, they don't necessarily apply once you cross that bridge to the other side, you know? It's so true. Right? And, And it's that... I, I feel like in in a corporate setting, in a large scale enterprise, you know, there's there's like a repetition and there's a consistency and there's like um, there's a formula, right? That once yep. you learn that formula, you can apply it over and over again. Whereas entrepreneurship is so much more complex and dynamic and fast moving and ever changing that. It's very uncomfortable and it turns you upside down and inside out, especially I feel like the more successful you were, which think about it, most people that start businesses were were very successful in the past in some other capacity, right? Yeah, so for it's like sure. double, it's a double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It totally is. Yeah. So no, I, I I totally agree with you. And so you went through this experience yourself. You were you know like blown away by how much is different and is upside down and inside out. You know, in entrepreneurship. And then, how did you decide that this is what you really wanted to like focus your business around, or how did that evolve for you? Yeah, it was, you know, a multiple year journey to get to the point where Hatch Tribe became the thing because my first business was in the world of festival and event production. And, you know, about a year into my business ownership experience, I was very much questioning, you know, is this what I want to do or not? And what I knew in that moment of time was that I didn't have a lot of answers and I also didn't have a, a real community to turn to to get good advice. And so I was going to, what I like to say, all the wrong people to ask for advice about what was happening in my business. And, you know, it was well-intentioned. I'd go to my best friends and be like, oh my God, what do you think? I'm losing my mind. What do I do? And, you know, they're doing the best they can to listen to that as best friends do, but they weren't business owners. They couldn't advise me in that capacity. I'd go to my parents and have the same conversation. I'd go to former colleagues or old bosses and ask them. And, the, and of course, their response was, don't come back. Oh, my God, you left. Don't do not do it. <laughs> but it was not in, in a real understanding of, of the complexity of running a business and really understanding what it takes to make it be successful and profitable. And so as I'm having this aha, like, wow, I really lack the right community. I lack the right mentors in my circle. I realized that that was going to be a key to my success moving forward. And fortunately, in the following couple of years, I started to build that for my own business. And eventually, I got to a point where people started to come to me and say, gosh, I see what you're doing. I see how you've made this work for your company. How do I do that? How do I start my own business? Or how do I make my business successful after a couple of years? So I realized that there was just joy for me. There was a lot of joy in being able to help others get through uh, that experience of owning a business and connecting them to the right people and helping them understand that they were not alone, uh, that we were all, you know, in some shape or form going through a lot of the same stuff and the same doubts and the same concerns. And so eventually that led me the route of saying, I want to do this and I want to commit to this full time. And so I made the decision to exit out of my prior business and sold it and started working 
exclusively with other women entrepreneurs through Hatch Tribe. And it's been amazing. That's awesome. It's so important to find joy in, in what you're doing. And I think that, you know, you can be working really hard, but you can be joyful at the same time. And I think that um, sometimes in business, there's a hesitation to make a big change or to go in a new direction or take a sharp left or right turn um, because you think that it has to be that way or that you just need to get through it or, you know, whatever the case. But I think you know, having that joy in in how you go about doing your work and running your company is incredibly important for the sustainability, you know, of the business and also for your ability to work your way through those challenges in life. And I'm sure having that sense of community for all the women that you help is is really one of those things that helps them rediscover joy in their journey. Even though you're facing hardship, you're working through challenges, you, you're overcoming mm-hmm. obstacles, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, my experience with my very first company was I had created something that was, it was successful by all accounts. You know, it was, it was profitable. I had, you know, a great group of people that I was working with. Our events were, were really well received in in the town I live in, in Charleston. And it was successful, but I was not feeling the joy, you know? And so I had to have that, that, uh, long inner dialogue to consider, is this something I want to keep doing? And will I ever find joy in this work? Or have I built something that I'm not really connected to? And that really became the answer was I'm not connected to this work. I don't feel passionate about it. And and sure, I could keep forcing it and keep making good money, but I don't really want to be here doing this. And, you know, that to me was, that was a big moment and a big leap. And it took about a year to really reconcile that feeling of not wanting to be there, even though it was successful. Um, now sitting in the shoes I am and working with, you know, hundreds of different entrepreneurs, or we have this conversation a lot about how you do find joy inside of your business. And sometimes there are just things that you're doing that you can find someone else to do. And remove those from your plate so you can focus on the things that do bring you joy and that really are in your zone of excellence, as opposed to the things that just sit out there. They're like, oh, this has got to get done. Well, I agree with that. And I think that's a very important distinction, Hillary, because I think that what I find a lot of times is it, it's not the business or the business model or that it can't, you know, be successful or manageable. But, you know, a lot of times entrepreneurs dig themselves into a situation where they are the business. They don't have a real team behind them. They don't have the support that they need. They're doing everything. And mm-hmm. that's why no matter what business they were in, they would be completely miserable. No one can be For happy sure. in that situation. So, you know, and I talk a lot about team and I do a lot of training on on team building and that type of thing. But I think it's an important distinction to make. But, you know, I just saw it with a client of mine, you know, just this past, you know, fall where she exactly what you described. She just, the business was wildly successful really fast. She didn't feel connected to it. It wasn't where she wanted to be, even though like on paper, everything was beautiful and perfect. It just wasn't right. So, you know, I was like, why don't you sell it? You know, sell totally. it. Totally. Get out. And that's exactly what she did. She got out, she sold it. Uh-huh. Um, and, and now she's applying those funds towards another business. And so it's, it's great though, to hear your story, Hillary, because, you know, I, I think that sometimes the limits of our own thinking or perception are the only thing that stand in our way. Like a lot of people may not yeah. have either would have continued down the path because they're like, well, this is successful. I can't abandon this, Mm -hmm. or maybe never would have even believed or had the confidence in themselves that they could sell that original business like you did, 
right? Sure. And I didn't know that that was going to happen either. I mean, there was a real possibility that it wasn't going to sell and that I was just going to walk away from it. And, and, and that's a different consideration, but an important one nonetheless. And, you know, I mean, my presumption is you get one life and you might as well spend it in the best way you can. And if you're working in a business that you've created that is making you miserable, then it's no better than working in a corporate job that you hate either. You found yourself in in your own pot of misery, except in this case, you've created all of it. So it's like, no, go, get out. Don't don't keep doing the same stuff if you're miserable being there and doing the work. Yeah, no, absolutely. Another important thing that you touched on that I want to circle back to, Hillary, is you talked about getting advice from the wrong people. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things I see out there a lot with entrepreneurs is, you know, obviously in those beginning stages, your first couple of years, especially everything that's coming in is going right back out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times there's a huge hesitation to invest or put money on a credit card or whatever the case in getting true strategic guidance from someone who is qualified to deliver it. And, you know, what I find many times is by the time someone's made it to me, <laughs> there's there's mm -hmm. a, a years, years of buildup of bad decisions and wrong advice and lots and lots and lots of debt that came with that. And, you know, so what, what feedback or guidance would you have to people that are walking that line of, you know, Everything that's coming in is going back out, but I know mm -hmm. something's not right, and I don't have anyone in my inner circle that's actually qualified to give me advice because there's no one that I know that's where I need to be. Absolutely. And I think the key is, one, understanding that you might not have that right person in your immediate group, but I think, two, it's how quickly can you find someone who can help you and who's really qualified. And, you know, when people come to me and they want to work with me as their coach, we interview one another. And I do think that that's an important step in the process because mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I can actually help them with the problems that they perceive they have. And two, I want them to feel comfortable with me because they're about to expose every aspect of themselves and their yes. business to me. And it really has to work both ways. And it is about building trust. But I think your point about, you know, when, when the dollars are tight and making that decision to work with a coach where you're going to spend thousands of dollars potentially to do that work, I look at it and say, how much longer are you willing to go at it on your own? How much longer are you willing to keep doing what you've been doing and trying to quote unquote figure it out? Like, have you been successful in that method? No, because you wouldn't be sitting in the shoes you are right now and feeling the pain that you're feeling right now in your business. So I look at it like invest the money with me or with another coach and then know that you need to leverage that to go out and earn the money. And so if your coach is not talking to you about how to grow your business, you're probably not worth the right coach. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you invest with me, I hope that I'm able to immediately help you turn it around and go out and generate more income to cover that. And then some, because we're cleaning up the stuff that's not working for you and not working for your business. Yeah. Thousand percent. Yeah. And I mean, that that's, I, I think that all successful people it will tell you that, you know, a big portion of the money going out every month is learning, growth, improvement, yes. consultation. None of us can do it alone, right? And, no. you know, even even now with me, with my team, I'm constantly buying them courses and putting them working with, you know, masterminds or coaches on different really niche topics that they're owning in the business. And it it's never ending, but it's it's exciting, the possibilities and the opportunities and 
the the things that you can't see because you're in it that someone mm-hmm. else can see in 10 seconds and help you make an immediate <laughs> shift that's going to, you know, change the whole course of business for you. And that's what I think is amazing about the Hatch Tribe that um, the community that you're building. So I know that you just kind of launched the membership portion of the community yeah. and, you know, people now have this place to go for for this support. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. It's been one of the most exciting things that we've done because, you know, Hatch Tribe celebrated its two-year birthday uh, in January and we launched the membership circle at that time. And what we've experienced is that, you know, Charleston, our home, has this giant tribe of women that we've grown here. And I'm really proud of that. But in order for me to fulfill the mission I'm on, which is really working with a million women entrepreneurs in my lifetime, we needed a better platform to do that. And it really allows us, you know, that ability to engage with people beyond Charleston who are living in different parts of the world, who are representing a lot of different industries and diversity and bring us all together. And so we look to fulfill those two parts of our mission. One is connection. And I think what we know is that when entrepreneurs are better connected and they have a network of people, they can ask for advice. They can ask for referrals. They can get recommendations. They can shorten their learning curve because they have the right people at their fingertips to go get the right advice. And the other side of it is learning. And to your point, I mean, we're always in a mode of learning and we constantly ask the Hatch Tribe, you know, constituency, what do you need to know to become a better business owner? And when we land on a topic, we go out and find some of the best mentors in the world to come collaborate with us to teach that material to the tribe. And We know that entrepreneurs don't have a boatload of extra time. And so when we put together curriculum, it's short and insightful and meaningful so that you can get to those nuggets you need in your business and move on. Because we know that you don't have months of time to be digging into one topic necessarily. You need to get good at a lot of different things. And so, you know, we really live out those two things. And it's been awesome watching it grow and come together. And, and and then two, it's been scary for me. It's a new thing in the business. And it's, you know, just like when you launch anything new, a new business, a new product, a new service, you're like, oh my God, is this going to work? Is it not? And I've been going through all that on my own, which reminds me, I'm just like everyone else, yeah. you know, yeah. I think <laughs> which at is every a lot stage, of fun. You still go through those feelings. You think that as you get bigger and as the company grows and as you accomplish this milestone and that milestone and the other milestone, you won't have those experiences anymore. I think you just experience them a little differently, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's awesome. I'm- well, where can people learn more? about the the membership and the Hatch Tribe community? Absolutely. So everything is linked off of hatchtribe.com. And then there's a tab that says member circle and you can click there and dig into all of that. And of course, if you want to find us on social media, everything's at Hatch Tribe as well. That's awesome. So I want to spend some time, Hillary, before we, before we wrap up here, talking about um, the a couple of the maybe key experiences or struggles that many of the entrepreneurs are maybe experiencing when they come to Mm -hmm. you and just some wisdom, advice, guidance, you know, for people in our audience that are going through those same things. Because I think that when you're an entrepreneur and you're going through those things, you feel very isolated and, and you question many times, you question yourself, you question the business, you question everything. And I think it's great for people to hear that 
everyone goes through those things. They're so common, right? And you will get through them and you mm-hmm. will come out the other side. You just have to keep believing and keep persevering. So what are some of those common things for the people that come into your community that you kind of help them work through and overcome and, you know, some pieces of, of advice around those areas? Yeah, absolutely. So one that you alluded to is that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when they're new and, and they are often working as a solopreneur, they're working out of their home, they're not getting out a lot. And that feeling of isolation and loneliness is real. And one of the immediate things that I think people experience when they become part of Hatch Tribe is they're getting out. They're coming out and engaging with other entrepreneurs. And even if you're not in Charleston, I think the key is, can you find a community of like-minded entrepreneurs that you can go spend some time with because getting out is important. And I think, especially if you're feeling isolated and alone, you got to do it. You've got to just get dressed up, go out, spend some time with other people and just engage in that conversation. And I think that's one thing that's such a game changer and working out of a co-working space can be really fantastic. So if you do find that you're in coffee shops all the time or you're working from home, you know, go use a co-working spot for a couple of days out of the week because it immediately puts you in an environment where you are spending time with other people who are walking in similar shoes. And that will help you feel less alone and isolated and less like, oh my God, it's only me. Um, I think another one is A lot of times when businesses will come to me, they've been spending a lot of time on internal things like trying to fix a process or trying to fix this thing. And when I ask them, you know, how much time have you been spending in outreach, in sales, in the marketing function of your business? I learned that they've been spending very little. And of course, if we're not bringing revenue in, our business is not going to be successful. And we need to be spending maybe 70 or 80 percent of our time on this other side of the coin, right? We can't be spending it sitting behind the computer and just working on internal tasks like tackling emails. So that's a big one is really just observing how much of your time are you spending on purely internal focused activities versus outreach and getting out there and really connecting with your customers and clients. Because, you know, that's the easiest way to clean up your business quickly is get out there and spend time outside making sure you're selling. Yes, it's so true. I talk about this on the show all the time. You know, you don't even realize, but, you know, in in one question, it's easy to uncover, you know, why a business isn't growing. And that is how many people are you talking to a week? Yeah. Right? So that's a very revealing thing. And so sometimes we get frozen in, well, who do I talk to? How do I talk to them? Where do I go? What do I do? And it sounds like you provide a lot of, you know, support and solutions for people around that. But I think even just the examples you just gave of, you know, getting out in a co-working space, attending a local event, picking up the phone and reconnecting with past clients, customers, warm leads, you know, just building relationships, right? Exactly. Which, Which is like a lost art form today, you know, with everything being online. So any other topics or uh, like parting words of wisdom that you want to share just from your experience guiding, you know, all of these leaders through the evolution and the seasons of entrepreneurship? You know, the one thing that I was thinking about, and it's, I guess it's top of mind because of a recent ask I made inside the member circle is that, you know, we often have these opportunities to speak up and talk about our business. And what I find is that 
more men than women will take advantage of those opportunities. And I think we have, especially as women, we have got to become comfortable that it's okay to talk about our business and it's okay to showcase what we do. And it doesn't mean anything negative. It doesn't mean you're bragging. It doesn't mean that you're a jerk. Like we've got to become comfortable at just standing up and and being proud of the work that we do and really talking about it fully. And Mm -hmm. Last month, we did training around perfecting your pitch and really getting good at standing up in front of any audience in any setting and talking about what we do. And one of the things I encourage people inside of the member circle to do was, hey, go post. And we have one section that's called shameless self-promotion. And it's exactly that. We want you to go there and talk about exactly what you're doing and share that with the rest of the tribe. And the number of people that have not taken advantage of that is astounding to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? I'm telling you to do it. I'm giving you this doorway. Walk through it. Yeah. No, so, I, I think that's huge, Hillary, because you're absolutely right. There are opportunities to share, promote, engage, make offers in your business every single day. And it's like that one thing, that one parting piece of advice for people, like, are you stepping up and taking advantage of every opportunity that's right in front of you? And if not, why not? And start doing it. And obviously, new opportunities are going to present themselves every single day. Absolutely. That is that is a great piece of advice. So one more time, Hillary, let's give everybody um, just some information resources that they can follow up on to, to find you out there. Um, and then we'll wrap things up. For sure. Well, pop over to hatchtribe.com. It's H-A-T-C-H-T-R-I-B-E.com. You'll find a link at the bottom of the page where you can sign up for a newsletter and I send out one per week and you'll kind of be update with everything that's happening uh, inside the tribe. And of course, if you're interested in checking out the member circle, you can join from anywhere in the world and we'd love to welcome you into our tribe. That's awesome. Hillary, thank you so much for all the insight, the advice, the guidance, the stories that you shared today. Appreciated having you on the show. Thank you so much, Kelly. This is awesome. You got it. All right. To all my listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you guys so, so much for taking the time to be here with us today. And if you can think of just one person that could benefit from the value that you received here today, pass this episode along. Sharing is absolutely caring. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Wait, before you put down your phone, one more thing. When you're ready to build an unstoppable business around a life you absolutely love, text in the word IGNITE to 44222. All you have to do is minimize the screen and text in the word IGNITE to 44222 to schedule a free consultation with me to learn how you can switch your business into high gear, rapid growth, and high profitability fast. Text in IGNITE to 44222.